0: The PDP
1: Uh plastic magic,
0: yeah. No spicy stuff tonight, right, Joel?
1: I'm not gonna fall for that.
0: You're always wanting spicy (laughs) topics, Joel.
1: I am. Before you start recording, keep it clean. Before you start recording, I'm like, Ben, talk about crazy things. What are we working on
0: tonight? Or what are we working on now, Joel? We got a project coming up.
1: We do. What is it? Oh, are you going to do your opening thing? It looks like you've been recording the call, sir. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome to practice Shooting After Dark. We're going to talk <laughs> about
0: shooting. On deck tonight, Mr. Kim. Hello. Mr. Park, the two
1: Hello. Korean brothers. Yeah. Yes, the Korean brothers. That's a popular Fantastic. name. <laughs> All right. Anyway, where were we? Uh, Joel,
0: you want to go first with the topic? I'm sure you've sure. got something fun.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. It's really earth-shattering. Um. Well, I want to talk about it is, I mean, dating this is the end of November. Some people won't listen to this for a few weeks. So hopefully, listen to it sometime in, in December. Um, it, I'll be straight with you. I don't really love it, but matches will fill up quickly for next year, and registration for most matches will open January 1st. So That's good, right? It is good. So if you've shot USPSA for a while, you probably know the drill. But if this is maybe year one or year two, and you're thinking about venturing out to try a new match, If it's a good match, well, I won't say only the good matches, but a lot of matches fill up in a day, a day and a half, something like that. So I guess my strategy uh, every year, my plan is I look at the matches I really, really want to go to. Normally on practice score, they'll already have the matches there with the dates. Or if you look on their Facebook page, they'll have all the matches, you know, such and such date. Kind of look at my calendar and spread it out and think about when I want to start shooting and when I want to be done shooting. So, for example, in Nebraska, I don't want to be, I will not be trained up and ready to shred hard at a match in the middle of February. So I adjust my season accordingly. When's the first match I want to go to? And will the weather be nice enough that I could be trained up and ready to shred by then? And then also, how late do I want to be shooting? Because, I mean, if I have a match I really, really care about in December, I might not want to stretch my season all the way throughout the entire year. So I kind of get an idea of, throughout the year what what span i want to be shooting i look at matches i really want to go to and then i kind of just fill in my calendar uh another piece of advice i guess i would have is don't do back to back to back matches because it's kind of exhausting and if you have a gear problem or some little piece of garbage on your gun breaks like it can be tough to fix it so um kind of just spread out i don't know what do you guys think maybe one match a month is maybe fair for most. i like
0: one match a month i like that
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, kind of spreading it out. I pick the matches I really want to go to, put those on my calendar. Once I get the matches I really really care about, I really want to want to go to, then I start looking at kind of my second picks so to speak. Then I kind of just fill in my calendar and then January and registration opens, you I, I I don't really love it, but you should start signing up for the matches you really want to go to to assure you get a spot in those matches.
2: Yeah. I use Google Calendar to like actually like put it on in my calendar even before registration is open. So I kind of know like when uh, registration open. I'm not deciding after the registration open because nowadays, especially area matches tend to fill up really fast. Yeah, we've got to get that calendar done. Uh, about now Yeah, actually
1: that exactly what I've been working on or to plug mm-hmm. we'll be doing the uh, the Cornhusker Classic again next year. Mm-hmm. What next year, I suppose sponsored by ben's pro shop uh so like that i think last year filled in it was like a day 36 hours something like that it was sold out like you know be looking at the matches you really want to go to and you know being put on a wait list sucks i mean it's so Mm -hmm. so if you know what you want to go to just sign up and that way you're you know you got it yeah the end
0: that's a very helpful spiel joel actually
1: I try, and it's kind of applicable this time of the year. It's not even
0: December, and you pretty much have to have next
1: year plotted out already. Honestly, I don't love it. but Well, like, the conversation came up, uh, you know, like halfway through this year, a a guy's getting uh, at our club, is getting into shooting. Oh, I want to start going to more matches. You know, when are we? Oh, yeah, we're going to have a major match here. Oh, I should sign up for that. It's like, oh, well, it sold out five months ago. (laughs) You can get on the wait list, but I can't promise you'll get in. So if you're new to the rodeo, um, you know. Sign up early.
0: All right. Well, I'll talk next. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. holding here in my hot little hands. If you're an audio-only listener, I'm very sorry, but I have a, a pistol in my hands that I'm testing. It is a Walther High power. PDP. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, I guess I'll give you the frame of reference I have for this gun. is Mr. Kim's gun. So I shot your gun just a hair, just a little bit, mm-hmm. when you were here last, I think, Mr. Kim. Yep. So you have the... Uh, walther q5 match the steel frame right yes that's the full name yeah whatever all right and you have the aftermarket trigger kit in it is that right Uh, the trigger itself
2: is factory but the spring kit is aftermarket
0: okay so shooting your gun i found the trigger very nice Mm -hmm. the frame being steel almost felt unnecessary to me like it was hard the way that steel guns recoil it was kind of like a hard it's just a harder-feeling harder, a harder feeling object in your hand than plastic. Mm-hmm. And the gun didn't recoil a lot, so I didn't really feel like it needed to be steel necessarily. Um, yeah, and the grip shape was kind of funky. So comparing that to the PDP, I find the grip shape more agreeable and less funky with the PDP. Now, what did they change, Kim? Because I feel like you're going to know specifically.
2: So they came out with a compact Grip and the uh, full size grip. Basically, combat mm-hmm. grip is basically the same as steel frame. The full size is, in comparison, I would say Glock 17 full size grip length is about the same length. I think so, that's the one I have on. Yeah, that's the full size of my
0: Glock.
2: Yeah, yeah. one of the complaints uh, a lot of people said about PBQ and the steel frame is bigger size hands. Uh, the bottom of the palm kind of sticks out of the bottom of the grip. So you may reload and pinch the magazine on your palm a little bit, but full size, definitely no issues with that. And all the PDP actually comes as a optic ready. Right, so So I have
0: uh, dots that are coming to put on these, which brings me kind of of the other issue I have with the gun, if you want to call it that. So anyway, the the grip I think you can get used to, it's about like my Glock 17, the trigger is sick. It's a little bit tougher to reload than a Glock, um, but I feel like it's oversprung now. Once I put a dot on the slide, that might change how I feel about that mm-hmm. because you know it's more mass on it reciprocating, so it kind of will balance out different. And you sent me a low power springer I can put in this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think if uh between those two changes happening, I think uh, I will agree with the gun just fine, honestly.
1: But mm-hmm. then I've yeah. got more questions, of course. Uh, I guess are they all optics ready or is that a special? Yeah all of them oh that's kind of cool yeah i like that
2: one one of the improvement i really like is the front sight rear sight uh it takes any glock shape uh front sight rear sight so that's very very handy uh that brings me to a i guess it's fair to say that you'd want to
0: change the sights on this wouldn't you yes it's a plastic material yeah so they're pretty cheesy
1: i'm not gonna lie (laughs) ben so you've shot this gun a bit
0: not nah, not a whole lot. Just a little bit.
1: What? You do mind me asking, like, what was your first rain session? Did you do drills? It was just shooting. Just
0: it, sh- it was too cold. I was just shooting at distance with it. Okay. I, I didn't even have a belt on. It was too cold for that shit. So I just got to shoot it a little, little bit. Okay. I think uh, they have some race trigger they're sending me. And I think if I uh, silicone carbide the grip, it'll be really easy to hang on to. And I think with the reduced power spring and a dot riding on it, it'll be really, it'll feel nice in recoil. It'll feel maybe, maybe as good as a Canic. Um, we'll see. Maybe as good as a Glock. I don't know, but it should be pretty good in recoil.
1: Speaking of comparison to a Glock, uh, I maybe looked a little bit to see what videos are already queued up. And I saw training group members will be, uh, Oh yeah, yeah I, I got a PDP
0: first impressions video coming for the training group guys, and the uh, track session uh, video kind of went over pretty well. A lot of guys liked that.
1: Yes, so I enjoyed that. I, I guess for
0: the for listeners to this show, I want to. Uh, I got a slot to Ford Performance Racing School for a Mach One Track Attack event, um, and I had in in car video, and I did some commentary just comparing driving training because it was fairly fairly serious driving training on the Charlotte super speedway. And I compared that to what shooting training would be like and put that video up in training group. It was well received. I think the guys enjoyed
1: it. Well, it was interesting listening to you talk to the instructor while you were attacking the track, so to speak. Yeah. we were going like a madman in that thing, dude. It was excellent.
0: Yeah. No, i have a good time.
1: Yeah. Anyway,
0: yeah. I think this leaves the professor. Yes. Uh, Tee it up, man.
2: What's going on? I wanted to share a news. So uh, IPSC, uh, about like beginning of November, they kind of announced it. Uh, What it is, is IPSC is now a member of GAISF. What it is, is it's called International uh, Sport Organization. Basically, they organize the sporting events for Olympics and some non-Olympics as well. So basically what I'm hearing is, uh, first of all, IPSC kind of announced that IPSC is like the observatory phase for Olympic selection. Uh, I think that was out like two years ago, maybe. So the Thailand warshoot, which was postponed, was supposed to be one of the like observatory for uh, the Olympic committees and see if they want to add it to the Olympics or not. Uh, And I think, I believe that's one of the reasons why uh, back in uh, 2017 warshoot, they first time did a doping test, things like that. I I guess to make it look more like Olympic style, because Olympic there's doping tests and stuff. And I personally had a conversation with uh, one of the regional director uh, talking about how they're really trying to make this sport in, in the Olympics too. So, by being a member of GA, uh, ISF, whatever, uh, it's one step closer to the Olympic. That's what I heard from the director. So I think this is pretty interesting news. Uh, of course, I don't. There's no guarantee that IPSC is going to be in the Olympics or not. They'll probably see at the Thailand Olympic, uh, Thailand Warrior, and things like that, and maybe discuss more about it. But I think if I mean this is all hypothetical right as soon as ipsc becomes olympic sport i think a lot of a lot of support will flow into the sport and i think this is going to be very interesting uh, of course as a competitor this is a good news uh, but i'm not 100 sure how um, some of the people in the organization thinks about this because as far as i know as soon as part of this this sport becomes an olympic sport some of the I think authority will transfer over to Olympic committees and they, they try to maybe change a little bit to accommodate a better kind of thing. So I'm not sure how that's gonna work, but as a competitor, I think this is a pretty interesting news. Mm-hmm. We, will always have to, we will
0: have to see what happens because it's always seemed like that that getting in the Olympics was a pipe dream, but uh, maybe that's changing. Yes. kind of doubt it, but I,
2: we'll see. Mm-hmm. So the meaning of IPSC uh, being a member of GAISF is basically uh, IPSC is now internationally recognized sport. Uh, that's for sure. So this is pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. Should we take a question,
2: guys? You should
0: sounds good. Gonna do it. All right. Pulling it up. Well, that's not the right thing. Sorry, right, guys. We're getting to it here we are so you guys have, i'm sure heard about the spicy stuff going on the uspsa recently we have a question that uh guys sent in here can't wait to read it here we go what can the average uspsa member do to help you fight this fight to get our association back it's a pretty interesting question what do you think guys nobody wants to talk Well, uh, the time is coming uh, to lay down pressure on the area directors, quite honestly. The time is coming. Uh, I think the right time will be when they officially announce the bylaw changes, what those changes are going to be. I think everybody should feel free to give feedback at that time, exactly what they think. And that's when you want those emails flying. Like they've gotten a few emails about this stuff, but not a whole lot. I think the right time to fire the meme cannons and Fire off emails or when they announce what the uh, what the bylaw changes are going to be, because, I mean, we'll see. It could be the president has no power and has to attend every nationals and every area match. He gets paid zero dollars. That's what the president gets, and uh, it'll be a super majority of uh, board members to change these bylaws to anything else, something like that. If it's something real crazy like that, I imagine they're going to they're get a lot of feedback, and you should feel free to send them some feedback on that stuff if uh, that's what they do, which none of that stuff is really inherently terrible, but I think we all know why they're doing it now. That's the interesting question.
2: That's all I have. No comments from either of you two, I imagine. Uh, I actually had a conversation on the last local match probably two weeks ago or something like that. Had a conversation with a uh, shooter in my squad uh, asking me about like, hey, what's going on with all this thing? I don't want to do any of this actually, but it is pretty interesting information out there. So what I told him was, yes, definitely uh, as there's more things happening in the organization, uh it's going to be clear there's going to be some people who's making actually action, like maybe sending an email or talking in public of more details about it. And yeah. I told him being a spectator is totally fine. As long as you are like interested in and when the time comes to like make votes, uh, even though you're a spectator, just like reading and not responding at all, that's fine because you're going to be one of the person who actually knows how to make decision. So like people listening to the new things, board member meetings, uh, just reading it and not taking action is okay too. Taking action is very great too. Uh, being being active for the sport is very important, but being passive is I, I think uh, is okay because as long as you are actually trying to see the information and when it comes down to like voting or when it comes down to doing some things, uh, opportunity to action, then you're going to have some background knowledge make a good decision that's totally fine too i mean
0: look the reality is nobody's really cared about this stuff that much in the past Of yeah. uh, the eight uh board members we have now three of them ran in an election against an actual opponent five of them including your area director mr kim mm-hmm. including your previous area director mr park and including my area director i think Five of these guys win like unopposed, like just because nobody cares. Nobody else
1: cared or wanted to. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think that situation's fundamentally changing. I think we've been doing a lot of uh, critique on this show. That's kind of gained some traction. I've made a few videos recently apart from this show that have been fairly pointed in my, in my criticism. (laughs) and accusations like a lot of crazy stuff like no things good things have been happening so i mean how the time for the howler monkeys to howl it'll be when we see what these bylaw changes are and as we assess what this means what it is uh looks like the board's trying to do that kind of thing that'll be the time for the howler monkeys
1: to howl yeah Yeah. Uh, if i could just briefly add also you don't have to like fire up the meme cannon or go crazy on facebook if you don't want to Joel can, crazy I, Joel, can
0: I out you a little bit? Just a little bit.
1: You're going to do what you want to do anyway. Do it, sir.
0: Not in a bad way. Now, I would say, despite Joel's demeanor, where he's very averse to sort of direct confrontation, I would say you're very, very active in your club. Mm-hmm. And very, very, like, uh, influential in your club. Mm-hmm. And you got involved in your club and have been making a positive difference, but you don't do the out and out. I would say the asshole tactics that I do, you don't do them—not quite so much. Try not to. <laughs> no, I mean, but I'm saying, like, you don't have to, like, kind of do what I do to be
1: to make a difference
0: and, and be effective. Yeah, like you're you're very effective in the way you choose to do business.
1: Yeah, I try to be. And the kind of the point I was going to make is that you don't have to, you don't have to talk spicy on the internet if you don't want to. But if you have strong feelings one way or the other on something you should be definitely contacting your area director.
0: The reason I've been spicy on this particular topic, especially the last few months, is there's just no other way to get it out there. Like, there's no other avenue to communicate to people what's happening. So, we've had no choice,
2: unfortunately. But one thing I want to encourage people is whether you, like, actively take action about the political stuff or kind of spectator uh, status, it's it's okay whatever side you are but i, I would re- encourage people to stay open-minded and like always not to prematurely determine and actually try to listen on both sides and then stay logical stay open-minded and then try to see what's going on because sometimes people are like oh i, I like this guy or this guy's from from my region so i'm not going to listen to you no, no, no no you should listen to both and then make a open-minded logical action Yes, that's
1: true.
2: Anything else to add to that, Mr. Park?
1: Uh, (laughs) Survey says, nah. Nah, I didn't think so. Anyway, (laughs) the time is coming,
0: Howler Monkeys, to fire the meme cannons and go full steam potato on these BOC retards. Anyway, that's it.